0: Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path Podcasts after party for Faded Tales seven through nine.
1: Woohoo! dun dun yeah. dun, dun dun dun! Is
0: it the Ooh. last one? Question mark? Maybe. Who knows?
2: For now.
0: Oh, uh, it's our. Argue- Hold on. Uh, There's having an earthquake or something.
1: No, I knocked my desk and my camera fell. It sits.
2: You should have just said, "Yeah, taking the out." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Speaking of digging into where you shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, God, God. What a nice segue. Back to the segues. I would say, arguably, this might be the last faded after party, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, this is talking about episodes seven, eight, and nine. So, episode seven was your fighting against the undead eyes of Raw.
1: Yeah, it yep. felt like it was mm-hmm. never going to end.
0: Dad, that, was, that felt like a very, very long fight. I mean, it Ooh, was. I don't think it was. So many
1: skellies.
0: Which is interesting because in the end, that episode ended up only being uh, one hour and eight minutes.
2: Wow. Oh, it felt wow. longer than It so, just felt so long. <laughs>
3: it I just felt so ineffectual. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's it's probably a lot of like, we couldn't get flanks, and we couldn't get sneak attack, and we just felt like we were all over the place.
4: I felt great.
5: Yeah, I see, was gonna say once Segura Segura figured the figured out she of could her punch life, things,
2: it was fine. I felt. I
5: great was doing the whole okay time. against the
0: skeletons. Flame blade's a great spell. Flame blade yeah. is a good spell. Flame blade is a great spell. That episode was. Um, I mean, really, that fight was that entire episode. You opened that door in at the tail end of episode six, and then we kind of rolled into combat in episode seven, and then it was just stabbing skeletons and flipping over skeletons and punching skeletons. And then for an And hour. Then the
1: genie showed up and separated us with a wall. Yeah, true. Was which weird. was
0: weird.
3: Sure. Yeah. And
1: that brought us into episode 8. We yep. got to do some parkour because of it though.
2: Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that you could
1: do that, which is the whole reason Wolf <laughs> pulled out the grappling hook because I could have cleared that wall no problem. So I was like, okay, Planchette can't do that though. <laughs> in in Planchette's defense, it's day by day because it
2: depends on who's possessing
3: her <laughs> <laughs> so. the interesting thing about it is I didn't realize like from the description that the wall was only like 20 feet tall so like whenever it yeah. was like oh yeah the walls only 20 feet tall I'm like oh that's not actually that that's that's an inconvenience that's not like uh oh it's time for us to start banging down this wall
1: as uh, as demonstrated later in that episode wolf had a sledgehammer so <laughs> True. Uh, yeah.
3: Y- yeah just flabbergasted because i've that's like the most like the one like comedy moment where you just pull out the thing that you need and it's just like why did you have that and it's like it was so it's so perfectly mind-meltingly good
1: she was made to break her job was to break into the crypts and get the mummies to make mamiya so when i was buying her gear i bought things accordingly she has all sorts of stuff in that bag to break into places goodness.
4: So what was the thinking of that genie lady? Why did she put that wall up in the first place?
0: Yeah, that was actually going to be my question too. The short version of it is, she does not know, did not know at the time whether or not Segura would be remotely sympathetic towards her plight, whether or not anyone in the group would necessarily be and needed assistance even if that assistance came through force. Hmm. And as such, she felt that she could negotiate on a stronger platform <laughs> if it was just you and her, which was originally what I thought it was going to end up being until Zephyr rushed into the four and uh, got through that archway before she had a chance to cut off that part of the room. So the idea was, OK, I'll just separate these back two. And then when they just kind of parkoured their way over the wall, she said, OK, screw it. I'm just going to address the two of you because she didn't have a choice. by wow, that point.
5: So it was. Kind of an accident that I was even really over
1: there. And then Zephyr fisted <laughs> yeah. her off real good. Oh, oh yes. my god! Yeah. She tried yeah, to drag was, you into a, a wall. <laughs> that
5: had to be a
3: role playing moment she, because I was like, ah, "That's such a bad idea. Why did you do that?" Like as soon as that was happening,
5: she did drag me into a wall. Well, permanently.
2: It? She did drag you into it,
1: but you were able to kind of better. shimmy your way out. You got
5: better. Yeah.
1: Got yeah. cool. better. Was Ross right? Is she what was she a shaitan? Is that what we were thinking?
5: I think that's what
3: that's Jessica what I said. Think that's though. what I think she would be if she's a, a Earth-aligned genie.
5: She's a shaitan. Though I do happen to agree. I, I also am on the shaitan train.
4: I
1: don't oh. actually,
0: She is a shaitan genie.
1: I actually don't know uh, that a, much about genies having not played Legacy of Fire and not run the, into them much in other Pathfinder um, modules.
0: It's true. Russ did run some of Legacy of Fire. Three books of yeah. it, in fact. Yeah. And I ran through all six books of it with uh, Jessica, Jordan, and Rachel. We're something of an expert when it comes fond, to genie kind.
4: Fond memories of <laughs> our were, first those AP. Were, those
0: are some wild fun times. Yeah, so That's the short true. thing is the, the shaitan genies are the earth elemental genies. They are the, quote, most dense. <laughs> I see what they're going for there. Um, <laughs> and brash of the genies. The shaitans like games of chance and physical skill best of all. Mm. But yeah, so they do have some uh, pretty neat abilities, uh, including their Stone Curse, which is their ability to bulrush people into solid stone objects.
2: Mm. Yeah, we got yep. to see that one firsthand. Uh, for which, interestingly queen. enough, is
0: supernatural. Oh. oh, for the love of. Yeah. Wow. So it's not even a spell-like ability.
4: So here's Jeez. the question. Is she a Shaitan, at, like, in the book because obviously she's in the book because I took Taryn just because that was my favorite elemental language because it was kind of weird nobody takes it
0: so the easiest way for me to phrase this is this is going to dive a little bit into the the tail end of episode nine we can go ahead and talk about that here I don't think that's an issue I took elements from elsewhere in the mummy's mask adventure path and then incorporated them together to form this adventure while also introducing my own elements so I think we talked about an earlier adventure path whether or not there was this Lovecraftian Narlathotep angle in the book. And there is a small degree in Mummy's Mask. I've expanded upon it here because I felt that it kind of flowed well with the uh, the story and the narrative I was wanting to tell. This genie and her stat block, and even some of her backstory, are elements that do appear in Mummy's Mask. In mm-hmm. a section of Mummy's Mask, that the party hasn't even reached yet,
1: That's as far figured. as the
0: doorkeepers are concerned. I, however, moved it, and... Incorporated it into Sudi and Segura's backstories, and by doing so, inadvertently, Segura is responsible for unleashing a threat directly tailored to take down Sudi. Which is that.
5: just oh. great. That's right? what it's she said.
0: So
1: when she left. She's like, Now there's only one yeah, survivor. She's like,
0: I'm get that catfolk, and I was just like, oh,
3: no.
4: <laughs> I tried so hard to be like, Wait, no, that's my friend. What? Uh, dang it.
5: From yep. Zephyr to Sudi. Best of luck. <laughs> though. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. so
4: partially stone. Uh, yeah. It depends okay. on what
3: level she gets, catches me at. I might be able to like, you know, have some abilities that might help, but yeah, no, it's going to be, and if and she can put me me into stone, there. I don't know about that.
2: Narmer will, will be, be there to everybody. back you up. I'm just hoping there's a, a reunion where Segura shows back up at the doorkeepers and be like, so, uh, I may have done a thing.
3: <laughs> have you, and, and Sudi will hopefully be like, yeah, we dealt with that, thanks a lot. Segura
4: is <laughs> writing a note that she's gonna leave in this place for Sudi, and I'm gonna write it for real and give it to Rick.
5: Like, nice. lol, sorry.
4: <laughs> that, that's all it says, is lol, sorry, heart
5: Segura. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then Sudi's just gonna be like, what does L L-O-L mean?
0: What the lol? What the lol?
4: I'll also be like, hey there, honey.
0: (laughs) If Sudi embiggens himself, it'd be two large-sized, earth-related creatures having a monk fight off. Yes. Hopefully, yes, in the indeed. middle of a sandstorm or that something does sound super pretty dramatic, dramatic but... I
3: gotta say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no,
0: definitely yeah. gonna be one of those, like, you know, the
3: sandstorms blowing in the background, and then, like, we all just, like, suddenly, like, just go at each other, and it's, like, the anime, like, new background and everything, we start punching each other.
4: But you're not alone, thankfully.
3: Yeah,
5: true. Or, like, two rock ground type Pokemon fighting each other. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> somehow see, that's my the thing is like... is, like,
3: will Will Sudi decide to face her in, like, single combat? I can't even think of a good reason why I would do that. Nope we're gonna we're gonna gang it. <laughs> yeah, my Hollis is not gonna let you do something
1: stupid. <laughs> we're gonna gang it. Uh, uh, Sudi no, is definitely. lawful. Don't forget.
3: But she doesn't seem like she's in any state of lawness. She seems well. Pretty it depends right on now. how she
1: approaches you and what kind of challenges she
3: issues. It sounds is like it? she's
1: just gonna go at you. It doesn't sound like she's gonna she's like it very much like challenge. Challenge. she's just gonna
3: rage at me and Marmer not necessarily. will
1: wave pom poms for Sudi. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> Hollis will cast many Excellent. spells.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Sudi needs that moral support. <laughs> uh, I will remind you that she did use Floria blows. So she, yeah, is know, actually a monk. she is a monk, which means that she is required alignment lawful. Yep. So they might have a lawful monk fight off. Who knows? Wow, that she Floria blows on my
5: face and yeah. it hurts. <laughs> That's fair.
1: And we found the asp. Yeah. And yeah. then the asp was cool.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Then we find out the asp is a good guy, and we're like, "Wait a minute."
1: Well, okay.
2: <laughs> can I can I just <laughs> say? Citrus said so from the get-go. <laughs> he's probably chaotic
1: neutral, I guess. I don't know. Hey, but he wants to do the right thing, though. That's cool. He and now, true look, neutral. I was expecting that Lamia to be a way worse fight, so I'm actually surprised that we handled that as handily as we did, to be perfectly yeah, honest. I was honestly
5: a little frightened because I was kind of tapped out. Mm-hmm. Like, my only spells left weren't useful. Uh,
1: I think we just
2: finally got in a groove of, like, working with one another, and it just fell
4: into place.
5: Well, and and we course had, of course, the last combat too. Yeah, we had another
4: rogue in the party, or whatever the asp is, because True. I gave him a weapon when I cut him free. So we I had assume the yeah. he was a rogue because
0: he was doing is sneak he, attack. Rick? Multi-class fighter rogue. Nice, nice. Always a good decision to go fighter rogue. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice.
0: So just my short look at this group, and I got so used to facing the doorkeepers for so long that it was kind of interesting facing an entirely new party with an entirely new build. The party does not work well in any place that does not allow for mobility. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the problem when you guys were facing off against the uh, the Lamia when you were fighting them in the uh, Sepulchre. Or not the Sepulchre.
2: Cenotaph of the Cynic.
0: Cenotaph of the Cynic. Because you're up on that platform. You couldn't maneuver around. No one could get into the flank. You really couldn't get. There was just a slog fest at that point with a lot of Ross running battlefield control things. And Segura functions just fine on her own without having. She mostly
4: slept. Mostly slept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then, you know, when you're fighting the skeletons and everything, that party, that dynamic with the faded, they, they didn't have area effect spells or any nope. area effect damaging things that nope. uh, their alchemists didn't have bombs. A druid is not a blast caster. They're more mm-hmm. battlefield yeah, control. You can and, kind of do it with them, but it's pretty hard. Yeah, it's mostly battlefield control. And so mm-hmm. and then you have a slayer and a ranger and a rogue assassin you're not going to really be able to deliver much there. really good against a single target though and the difference i felt in that last fight was it was a large open room mm-hmm. and once you got up on the platform which you guys were able to stealth and close and started doing the whole chess board five foot step dance of getting into flanks and stabbing people you have what four People five people in the party that have sneak attack? Five five with the asp, yeah. So that is a ton of burst damage just kind of rolling around out there once you guys can get into position. Choke them full of D6s. Yeah. (laughs) I think handled that last fight surprisingly well. Yeah.
1: And the Viper once again proving that he's a jerk. Yeah. I mean I mean, we were were all all kind of just waiting for that. It's true. Yeah,
5: were we really surprised? (laughs) No, I mean, I haven't
0: even played with the Viper before, and I wasn't surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he is not a hero. no, yes, yeah, so you guys got to the end of that and uh I suppose just my general question for all of you, a couple of questions here. one, what did everyone think of, and did anyone expect the the faded party division
4: uh I didn't, neither did I. Well- I didn't expect it from a narrative point of view, but as soon as it started happening, I wasn't surprised that the way that it split, I wasn't surprised. Yeah,
1: I agree with Jess.
3: Honestly, there was a part of me that was half expecting the Viper wasn't going to make it.
4: Oh yeah, I was thinking
1: that. And that, that yeah. would
3: have probably changed the way that we, we handled that because if the Viper didn't make it, then it's like, okay, we, we lost all of our information. We have to go back.
1: You know, I kind of... Was under the impression, just from the mummy's mask stuff, that the viper's wife's soul was also in the stone, and so when he was like, I don't even care about this anymore, I was actually kind of surprised... Yeah, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it it's, is now either. Interesting. But I don't
0: think that was ever alluded to.
1: No, it's just the way he talked, it was just the impression I got about the, from the way he talked mm-hmm. to Segura about the stone, like that, you know, he was more invested in the stone than, but I think that was just to try to make Segura come with him, you know what I well, mean? Well, no, yeah,
3: that's the, that's the thing is like, you can't trust anything that he said because he very clearly was kind of sociopathic and just like, didn't really care whenever it was not convenient to care, you know? Well, I
4: mean, he did yeah. give Segura everything. Segura needed, including yeah. a new party of people to travel with in the desert. So <laughs> anyway, that was just kind of a thought process
1: that I had after his interaction with Segura before we split off to do the Faded Tales and the main mummy mask, mummies mask story. So I was kind of surprised when he was like, "Okay, f this, I'm out."
5: <laughs> I was honestly really surprised at that ending. There, um, I had not expected that. So well done, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
4: I was going to say it's, it's really funny because every now and then when you play this game there's a moment that you legitimately are mad yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know I cussed a lot at that point but I couldn't not cuss at that point because I was mad because
3: you're into it yeah
4: it's it's interesting mm-hmm. like you sometimes there's betrayed. just moments yeah there, yeah there was
2: almost because of how you portrayed the viper like you knew that he wasn't a hero by any chance but there's always that kind of sliver of hey maybe he'll turn around
5: yeah maybe he'll or do maybe the right there's thing At least a little bit of humanity in him somewhere it, 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 was,
2: it was when he turned against his son that i was just like yeah i'm out
1: i almost think it's more of an son. honor among thieves type thing it's one of those we're his lieutenants and his gang and you know he's made this deal with Sagira he's gonna at least uphold that part and I guess in a way he did but it just wasn't what we were
4: expecting he did to a T <laughs> he,
0: he legalized it
4: yeah but that's That's that lawful BS stuff that Segura hates the most.
0: That's that part of the few times that I've gotten to run a chelish campaign that I always enjoy where it's the letter of the agreement that you adhere Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. Just because it didn't end up being what you wanted doesn't mean I didn't uphold it. It's like I've done the bare minimum necessary to uphold what I told you I would do. Now I'm out. Yeah. He didn't. He himself did not count. And it's part of the, the character of the Viper. He is a flawed character. Of course. I mentioned this to Rachel. I'll mention this now that I wanted to portray the Viper as to a degree sympathetic. There are a lot of things that he talks about that people can agree with. He's very Mm -hmm. much about the idea of upraising the lower class and tearing down the oligarchy and all of the rest of that. He's a, a zealous extremist. And the problem with that sometimes, especially in literature is you can make that type of character too sympathetic where you're like, I 100% understand and agree and can get behind this person who's really, if you're looking at it, doing horrible things.
5: Mm-hmm. Because
0: it's like, oh, I can kind of understand that you're the zealot that goes too far. And I, I was happy there at the end that I could get back to the fact that it's like, yeah, the Viper may have some things that he does that people of even good alignment, even Segira could agree with. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that he himself is a heartless, self-centered individual who only does things if it benefits he himself.
1: So did he just expect his son to be like, okay, let's go
0: home. Well, yeah, his son has always bent to his father.
4: Why didn't he hear?
0: He spent years and years and years trying to prove himself to his father. That was the whole idea of him going into the necropolis where it's like, I'm finally going to prove myself. And then it's the sins of the father have been paid or being paid for by the son at this point. Hmm captured, I was dragged out here, I was tortured, I was nearly executed and sacrificed to this horrible god thing all because something of you that my father did previously that he never bothered to even tell me about or let me in on before any of his plans before I was plans, even born. Before I was even born because on one level he always wanted his father to it's it's the classic son thing he wanted his father to love and trust him. And yeah. he realized when especially when his dad was like, "Okay, well we're done with this and also I promised this thing to uh this segura woman here but uh i gave her exactly what i promised and absolutely nothing more and despite the fact that these people captured and did all this stuff to my son i'm not going to pursue this because it doesn't involve me directly Mm -hmm. this is now just trauma for my son but that doesn't influence the viper directly and so the viper doesn't care yeah it isn't directly affecting him and so it does not register with him. he fails to see the part where it's his problem yeah the Viper is very much a uh, His alignment is neutral evil He very firmly is in the neutral evil camp uh, And his son has steadily slid too far Into the chaotic direction Woo-hoo. And eventually that chaotic individual Is going to rebel against The distant <laughs> father figure Teenage rebellion
4: Welcome to the chaos
1: Tale is old as time.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the teenage <laughs> rebel team
1: That's true I don't know I think yeah, He's what
0: 17 right
1: I, mm-hmm. I don't think Planchette's a teenager No Planchette is actually older than most of you
0: yeah, mm.
4: Yeah, but he's a teenager. And Segura's a teenager. <laughs> and so's uh, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, we're teenagers. Yeah. Except for Planchette. <laughs>
0: so. yep. We've all read Lord of the Flies. A bunch of kids left alone to their own devices. How can it go wrong?
4: Hey, we're not young British boys. We're fine.
0: That's Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to all of our young British listeners, we're sure you wouldn't kill one another over a conch. There's a lot more in that book <laughs> I, than that. I was going to say. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's
5: true. That's, yeah. That is overly We're, we're really glossing <laughs> over a lot of yeah. it. But. Yeah,
4: you know what? They know what we mean. That's
5: true. <laughs> so so here's, it's a, here's a
4: here's a
3: question for you guys because I had my own you know reasons for for choosing to split Ross. What what was your reason for having Zephyr choose to keep following the Viper?
5: So Zephyr, there there are two main reasons. The lesser reason is that Zephyr feels a connection with the city of Wati specifically, and it did not sound like we were going back to Wati, which you know already he's disinclined to keep going at that point the second and more important one uh, when i designed zephyr zephyr functions in a lot of ways as a spy slash informant for the fated organization one of the key things about spies in general is that really james bond aside they're actually really bad at fighting That's not their whole thing. Like, usually, Mm -hmm. like, if you're a spy and you have to fight someone, it's over. You can try to get away, but you're basically dead. So, like, Zephyr's whole shtick is I can blend into things, I can be unnoticed, I can use some spells to make it really hard for people to catch up to me if they do catch me, but I'm not a fighter. And at the end of the day, it was um, it did not also seem like this was the type of adventure that would do well for somebody whose whole shtick is I talk to people and I blend in and I gather information. So that was pretty much it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, For me, it was and I pulled up my backstory specifically to read it. When talking about Crucible's personality, he is generally most concerned with living at a lifestyle he feels he deserves. One in which he lives very much as he grew up, and his family is from the merchant class. Ah. So he's a bit of a spoiled brat. You, you know, don't say. You know, surprising <laughs> no one. And uh, it's one of those things that, like, he's like, "Oh, it's hot," and "Oh, I don't, I don't like this adventuring thing." And he saw an out and was like, "I'm so taking There's this." Sand. And it's also a chance for him. With the Viper potentially dying for him to take a larger cut of the Mamiya business. So he's probably like, <laughs> I could probably skim a little bit more off the top now. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did not build Crucible to be like a redeemable character, really.
2: Mm. What mm-hmm. about uh, Planchette? Planchette is, is a bit of an enigma because she is not going to reveal anything about her past. But let's just say that her past is, is colorful and that she hasn't always lived... In Wati. And mm-hmm. so she's seen a lot. She's done a lot. And she views the world in a very objective manner. Like, she, her, her alignment is neutral. She doesn't necessarily follow one way or the other. It's kind of whatever is convenient for her in that moment. But I do think that having seen what she's... Through doing all of the seances, I think it kind of pushed her to the, if I don't do this, it's going to be worse for me later. So there's mm. a slight selfishness there, but she's okay with doing good things here and there.
5: Let's say Planchette felt a lot like a coin flip. I really wasn't sure which way she was going to go until she said.
2: I honestly wasn't sure right up until I said it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there I, mean, we go. I knew he which does. way Wolf was going because uh, Boyfriend. Well, I mean, that's not the only reason the Shaitan was talking about how the Viper and Segura were touched, but Segura wasn't even there and neither was the Asp. So is he also touched by this thing? Is that what's making the Viper sick? Also, you know, big evil thing destroying the world. Yeah, Wati going to crap during the uh, undead uprising. Yeah, that was enough of that for her. She likes it when it's nice and calm and she can go about her business.
3: And there's no undead beating down the door behind you after you make a lot of noise with a sledgehammer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So much noise. You know, Rachel asked me afterwards if if that went the way I expected it to, and planchette and Crucible were the coin tosses for me. And after Jordan explained Crucible's thought process and motivation, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I always felt I knew where Zephyr was going to go but there was somewhat telling the fact that Zephyr literally referred to him as the boss all of the yeah, time, the and it was time. Yeah. that True. Zephyr was seemed to be the most loyal of the lieutenants but yeah and then uh, then you guys got to the end you freed the uh, the Shaitan and as we were saying earlier she's gone off to go and fulfill her side quest uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's her side quest or her main quest <sighs> She seems very focused. Suity
4: smash. <laughs> uh,
3: the, yeah, the the main thing I'm sitting there is I'm like, uh oh, genie magic. That's never good times. Well,
4: and I guess going forward, the little group that is now the uh, is now Wolf and uh, Aspen, Segura, and Planchette will have to not be the Faded because he gave Segura his real name.
0: It's true. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. have to and find a new team. Planchette name. was
4: just like, no. But
2: that's also part of her uh, the mechanics is that she cannot reveal that.
3: Yeah. What? Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's a medium mechanic.
2: If well, my particular.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Because uh, so,
2: if I reveal anything, I, I suffer
1: consequences.
0: But yeah, so and that's why I was kind of saying that this would probably be the last of the after parties for the faded because they're uh, not the faded anymore.
1: I don't know what we're gonna call ourselves. It, we go we'll from being
0: out. the
3: faded to the fated.
4: <laughs> uh, we just, just, change, one letter. <laughs> just
3: yeah. change one letter
4: that's fun I like it yeah. I actually kind well, of like, like it from the faded to the
5: jaded but <laughs> ah yeah. uh, oh, the jaded, jaded is actually kind of good dude the jaded's <laughs> a really good jaded's name jaded's also very fun yes I love yes. it Thing. Regardless, just, like, it's so it's really, right. Segura seems pretty jaded. I mean, Segura's
4: been jaded forever. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah, regardless,
3: uh, we're making—I uh, guess Ross and I are making new characters for that. Are we?
4: Y'all are invited. I, mean, I, uh,
3: I, I would ow, think so. Ow, harsh. <laughs> harsh. You're
5: invited. Rick, can I play the bad guys then?
3: <laughs> if I'm not invited, <laughs> no, I you'll murder me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what is what is the plan going forward? Well, let's let's actually we'll get to a couple emails here, and one of them okay. I think ties in very well with uh, what our plans are going to be going forward. Hmm. So uh, we actually have two emails. Uh, well, one's an email, and uh, one is a uh, a comment. So let's start with the email. So for our first email, it's going to be from Sparta in London. Sparta. This is Sparta. Hey, Sparta. Nice.
1: Cool. Oh my god, Rachel. I'm sure he I hasn't heard that in movie. his entire she, life. I do, she gets, I do really <laughs> enjoy
0: that movie. Yeah, she uh, she gives oh, her she? actual name, but uh, she signs off with Sparta. So we're going to go with Sparta. Sparta. Cool. Well, right. Spartan nice women name.
2: were kind of bad. Let's yeah, be
0: honest. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, London, UK. Are we thinking uh, like Opara?
1: I know we've done this before. It's Taldor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think Opara is really the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah, just the London equivalent, I guess yeah she can enjoy uh living under the enlightened reign of princess utopia or grand princess or whatever the heck her name is now or title grand is princess so grand princess now because they don't mm-hmm. actually have emperors even the last ruler of Teldor was the grand prince yep because i think they only ever Go had ahead. one emperor which was emperor tell no that's the dog no, Taldogus is the dog. Wait, seriously? What? He named his he named his dog Eutropia's dog is named Taldogus. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. I think it's a corgi.
5: Please tell me be. that's
3: that's the punniest name I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm gonna
5: pour one out for uh, Grand Prince Stavy the Third, though. He was a jerk, but I like to call him Stavy,
0: so it all washes <laughs> out. Oh, there you go. Yep, yeah, for Stavies, and of course uh, the dog's a corgi. One because. Uh, it's a royal dog, and two, because uh, there were corgis. Well, that entire story arc was written by Crystal Fraser, and Crystal Fraser oh, has yeah. a well known love of corgis. <laughs> also, corgis they are, are adorable. Awesome. They are adorable little dinky dogs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> dinky.
0: <laughs> so, Sparta writes in Hello, Faded. I've really Ooh. enjoyed listening to your podcast over the many weeks. I'm actually in the middle of a, quote, Segura re-listen, end quote, so Bye. I can actually appreciate what happened before catching up with your faded tells. <laughs> you are all awesome you thank you, well, thank, you. Oh, no. thank you sorry there wasn't actually a comma there so i should have kept say- saying things but uh you are mm-hmm. all awesome and i appreciate all of you you are all awesome players and great rpers and since rick dislikes heavy praise judging the gm by pass fail, you would pass <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that smarta nice i do have a question <laughs> for you guys i've started playing some pathfinder
1: yay i'm gonna play by
0: post of hell's rebels but Ooh, I cool. want to get oh, awesome. a bit more into in-real-life play. I'm a PhD grad student in a space oh, wow. lab, so I thought it would what? be cool to try to run some Starfinder Society for my other friends yeah. in the lab.
2: Bravo!
0: I love that idea.
5: That's amazing. <laughs> and
2: anyway, yeah. the
0: science in.
5: Fantastic.
0: Teach I hope the, they science the science while you do the fantasy. However, I haven't really played any Starfinder, and very few of my friends have any RP experience at all. I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to get people familiar with the rules or making characters from having very little experience. Alternatively, do you think that playing Pathfinder 1E or 2E would be an easier introduction to tabletop RPGs?
1: If you're going to start with Pathfinder, I would actually start with 2E. I feel like they streamlined Mm -hmm. character creation and they've polished some of the rules, but yeah, Starfinder is cool too.
4: Yeah, Starfinder, um, the building of characters is actually pretty straightforward. I would limit everybody to the core rulebook for their first character just to make it easier. Or you could even use pregens. Just don't use uh, Altronus because he's badly built.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'd also say just start with like a society module. Um, It's something that is relatively straightforward. And for people who are new to role-playing, it gives them that kind of structure that you can act around without having to like be self-directed and do a lot of investigation. Oh, I want to look at this, which is a lot of stuff that like, I remember when I first started playing Pathfinder, I didn't, I couldn't conceptualize of all the options that I had because I was so used to video games guiding me in a certain path. So society is a lot more direct and that would be helpful. Plus if somebody tries it, they don't like it in about four hours, you're going to be done with the, you know, scenario. And if they don't like it, you know, you're not out trying to write off a character in an adventure path.
2: Mm hmm. I would say just because uh, very recently our group made Starfinder characters and I found it very helpful to use uh, Hero Lab because it kind of walks you through the steps. And even if you don't know what it all is, you can have Hero Lab up and then maybe have Archives of Nethys or have the core rule book with you. And then you can, you know, as it goes through and it's like saying, okay, here, click here on my class. And then it tells you, you know, what are the things that you can pick from? And then you can kind of flip through the book, read them over and then be like, okay, I want this. And it kind of helps keep track of everything for you. And I'm pretty sure that with Hero Lab, you can get a free account out for like the basics and then you know if you if you like it you can get more in that but I, I found that really helpful just because i haven't done a lot of starfinder i'm much more on the pathfinder I've, I've created way more pathfinder characters than i have starfinder
4: yeah i'm i'm currently about to run rachel and jordan and a couple of other people through the commencement uh mm-hmm. starfinder scenario mm-hmm. which is a pretty good yeah. starting point if you want advice on a scenario to pick it's like you just graduated from Starfleet, and now you're going to meet the faction leaders and do a little task for them on Absalom Station. So it's it's pretty straightforward. It's got a lot of different mechanics that get introduced and some personalities, so it's kind of fun. Yep.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. If you're dealing with people that haven't ever played Pathfinder before, I agree with Heather that 2nd Edition is a little bit easier to learn than first. However, I've also heard that Starfinder is a little bit easier to get into than Pathfinder. So either one of those directions would work. If you did decide that you wanted to go the 2nd Edition route and... We're willing to be a little patient with it, and I would say try out Starfinder if you want to dip your toes into Pathfinder. The Pathfinder Second Edition Beginner's Box comes out in November of oh, 2020. There you go, mm-hmm. and uh, mm. it has a an introductory adventure that takes place in a town. I can't remember the name of the town off the top of my head right now.
2: The Sandpoint?
0: Uh, no, it's <laughs> like it's someplace Obari on or uh, yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, they are then putting out a module that takes place in that city and as a sequel. To the module in the beginner's box so that's cool they are then putting out an adventure path that's going to be a three-part adventure path that also takes place in that city oh there you go nice
3: if it's anything like the first edition adventure path or beginner's box it will also give you some guidelines on how to introduce people like what rules to be a little lax on and you know what to do in it your
4: first
0: session not. second session thir- it doesn't
4: there's not as complicated as stuff
0: the, oh. the mechanics are not as complicated so instead of having dumbed down mechanics No offense to the beginner's box for first edition, but it had simplified mechanics and then you introduce more complex mechanics. It starts the beginner's box just says, here's the mechanics of the game. Go.
3: That's actually probably a good testament to how like more streamlined second edition is for learning then because you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, that's that. So, Mm -hmm. again, Sparta, thank you so much. And uh, honestly, I think you could probably dive into the mechanics considering that you're dealing with a whole bunch of people from a friggin space lab I'm sure the math yeah, isn't going to be too hard for you <laughs>
2: yeah you don't have my brain honestly
0: that game sounds amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever y'all end up playing it's going to be fun yep. uh, and the second comment is uh, the one that I was going to address here which is actually it's a comment from our patreon uh, so Peter over on our patreon first off thank you Peter for being a patron
1: yes Hi, yeah. Peter. hello yep. thank you
0: Peter writes in and said faded tales is heating up and I like it <laughs> Not everyone has <laughs> been doing good with alternative stories. But when Faded Tales are over, I'd vote to get back to mummy's Mass before doing something else. We're invested in seeing this AP through. Quality hasn't suffered from the quarantine. We appreciate all the extra effort. Half expected Ross was going to jump in as the Viper when it all started. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, but Rick's bit.
0: Viper's much better than mine, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to try your Viper voice, Ross? Well, I suppose I could, but where would be the fun in that?
4: Okay, this is so weird. weird.
5: <laughs> He's got real Stop creepy yeah. being quick, creepy. and I don't like it. It's okay, What's Blanchett? the problem,
0: Rachel? It's <laughs> <This is> creepy. <laughs> in stereo. Peter, yeah. Peter signs off uh, FTP, FTW. Nice. Oh, Very nice, Very nice. First time we've seen that. So, thank you. I like it. So, I like it a lot. And the reason that we went ahead and went with that comment is... Starting next week, we will be returning back to the tales of the doorkeepers continuing their adventures. Right. We took a hiatus from the main story to do this faded side story for a couple of reasons. One, it was a story that we wanted to do. Two, we didn't want to get so far out that no one really remembered the Viper or Segura or what was going on back there. And three, because while doing this remote recording, we wanted to be certain that we could deliver on an audio quality commiserate with what we normally provide. And I think we managed to nail all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we will still be remote recording for a short time longer, as long as is necessary for both the health and safety of everyone in the group. So starting next week, we'll be returning back to the Mummy's Mask main story jumping back Woo. in with episode 106 as the party finds out as all of you find out after 9 weeks off what Narmer discovered while spying on people <laughs> in camp.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Is it a new oh, plot I've missed my Is characters it a horrible in Mummy's
0: Mask? <laughs> I missed everybody in Mummy's um, Mask, it'll be good to get back. Welcome back guys, yeah. it's gonna be great. Kind of <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I miss the arm
4: voice <laughs> nothing could possibly go wrong ever it couldn't
0: go wrong at all what if I what if I was teamed up was faded and then they cracked open that thing and they got the rock out and then I combined that black rock with my white rock <laughs> and then I had like two rocks in my chest shining out light and darkness everywhere
4: I think oh. that'd be bad oh My God, be <laughs> a new
0: black Gracious. pharaoh
3: he, he'll <laughs> be the new rock <laughs> <box>. <laughs> we just make him the new raw box.
0: It's, yeah. it's fine. it's true. You could just put it inside my chest. It's always light in there.
3: I really want armor
1: to be the new raw box. Not really, because it'd be awful,
0: but also hilarious. It's kind of a hilarious idea, though. Hey, Mashika, do you want powers over water and darkness? Sure. <laughs> it's gotta be great.
1: So yeah, I guess uh, we will eventually come back to our f- faded, not so faded characters jaded characters. we are the jaded we're gonna follow
4: falto's dad out into the desert looking for a box <laughs>
0: it's true what well, it could go since wrong since
4: this is this is our last faded tales after party i want to put jordan on the spot and have him sing the faded tale song
3: oh lord <laughs> <laughs> has that actually made it into the episodes the uh, hundred times that i have mentioned it. Like I probably not. Don't think it. so. Probably not. Uh, I think um, I think
0: just the faded tales ooh thing
2: <laughs> has made oh, me oh, a yeah. couple of times. <laughs>
3: um, so yeah, I don't know why, but like when I when I heard faded tales, it made me think of Ducktales. Weirdest connection in my brain. That's so the now way you'll I do work. your
4: parody song.
3: Uh, so I took the time to do a full parody of it because I apparently was very into it, and I put way more work into that than I usually did to any of my parody songs that I do. Uh, so um, yeah.
0: Here disclaimer we go. jordan is not a professional singer so oh, am i not a professional skip singer? ahead
4: a few seconds if you don't want to hear the famous <laughs> not,
0: how long is this going to take jordan about 30 let's se- skip ahead 30 seconds if you yeah, don't want to hear no, yeah okay here we go
3: Life is like a sandstorm here in Wati. Mummies undead everywhere. It's necromancy. Might solve a mystery or rediscover history. Faded Tales, (laughs) woo! Every day I'm listening to those faded tales. Woohoo! Danger lurks beside you. There's a pharaoh out to find you. What to do but listen to those faded tales? Woohoo! Yeah, there we go. I finally recorded it. Justin's been after me since like the first recording of this to do it. He
4: told me he had a whole song and he sang it, and I was like, "That's a whole song." Uh
0: don't sue us Disney <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. Yeah.
0: so there you go it's a parody it's a, it is a parody it's fair <laughs> it's use
4: true
5: don't sue us parody Disney is fair use <laughs> yeah, oh, the it's it's has spoken
4: we're doing that weird <laughs> owl bit
5: yeah there you yeah. go <laughs> we're yeah. going weird owl
3: <laughs> but yeah I'm not a professional singer
2: That's no, <laughs> that was very well done I, I, I imagine people in their cars right now are applauding Jordan for the wonderful Faded Tales song mm. I I think that was <laughs> wonderful.
0: Uh, yes. I have my moments of brilliance. I personally find parody painful to listen to. I, and that was an unbearable. So. I liked
1: it, Jordan. Hey, that was good. It's not unbearable.
0: <laughs> Yay for me! It was fun. I liked it very much. It, it was pretty fun. I did Yay. the necromancy
2: part. That, yeah, that got that me. That was the best that was part.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, that's that's like the thing that I've been doing. Like when I just have an idle moment, I'm like doing the laundry or whatever. I'm
4: just like do do. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a musical house.
2: Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that Jordan is going to need to record this for a ringtone.
3: Oh, <laughs> <support it out. laughs> oh no. Because you it's know it's already recorded. I guess we just set it to music and hope that I did the right tempo.
2: <laughs> or we could do it on for a board. Realsies. For realsies. Oh, scale. man,
3: for realsies. Gracious.
1: <laughs> if if, we, if no we have somebody ask
2: for it, we're doing
1: it. Uh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. So if you want Let, it, let's you be have real. To ask. I am nothing
3: if not like responding to uh, the feedback that we get. So if people clamor for it, I will probably do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to send in fan art of uh, Jordan himself dressed up mm. in the whole uh, Darkwing Duck style outfit with like a tape on plastic <laughs> bill or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can say that would definitely be featured on our website.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh, sure. I would
3: literally print that out and put it in our in our studio. I'm not
4: going to lie. Do. True. Do that would be amazing. Back-tails.
0: Yeah, but I honestly, I feel like that's going to be it for us for this week.
2: Woohoo. We don't, we so. don't have any casting?
0: Uh, I mean, the only cast? thing I was thinking if we wanted to cast is uh, I don't think we have a casting for the ASP.
4: Yeah, the There's ASP the, is uh, the
0: newest member of the uh, potential team.
4: Okay. I shall pick, keeping in mind that in my world... The Viper got with like someone from Avistan, Joe Keery oh from my Stranger God, Things. Oh, you steal mine. is Oh man. I picked the one that they both Dude, picked. Dude, that's
3: a fantastic one. Okay, so
1: Steve the Aspis Joe Kirry from Keery, Stranger Things, on. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's who, who I, what was I was totally picked. Okay, so <laughs> me, Rachel, and Jess picked Joe Curie, moving on I with was, life. Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody else
2: because I was like, but it doesn't match who I picked for the Vipers. But so. it totally works if
1: he got with somebody from Amistad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, huh. so Joe is the Viper, moving on with life. Wow. Yeah, no, the yes. ass express.
4: We are in a boat with three paddles. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah, I think oh, I'm just okay. gonna stick with that. Yeah. His Jeez. hair, man. Jason so are apparently just. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I eyed her and I was like, she's not the same one I've got because I also thought it was weird. And then I eyed her back and I was like, nah. And then she and the, said
1: it and I was I like, was, ah. I was looking at his picture when you said his name. <laughs> All right, I, so well, the,
3: wow, um, the, the women
1: have so, decided. What do the men have? <laughs> uh,
3: well, mine feels really stupid now because that was an amazing casting choice. I don't know why it just went straight to my head as soon as I started thinking about who could play the Asp. I'm gonna blame it on a really bad movie he was in. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Huh? He was in that
4: awful. Too old. He's, awesome too, he's too old now, though.
2: Like he's he's, yeah, I know he's like too our old age.
3: Now, but. Like, Prince of Persia. He was yeah. in yeah, that awful Prince of, Prince of Persia movie, but, Like I, I, he got I'm, ripped, and like came, he, I feel like the fighter rogue thing in, from the I remember,
2: I like bad movies, and I like that movie. So...
3: <laughs> so the problem was yeah. I played through the entire trilogy of games, and that did not do it justice, and See, so I, didn't I was have very sad. See, to base
2: it on. <laughs> See, yeah it's probably okay if you
3: didn't play the games, but like when yeah. I played the games, I was like, uh-oh, it's another bad video game movie. Yeah.
4: Anywho. All right. All right, Rick.
3: Somebody pick... A worse one than that. (laughs) It wasn't bad. I don't know. You guys guys had three people on yours.
4: (laughs) Well, that's because we are like synced right now. For some reason. Uh, Also also
2: because that's kind of he was sort of the inspiration for a previous character I had. So that's why it's kind of like nah.
0: So I'm gonna pull Rachel here, and that I have two of them. But one of them's almost more of a joke.
2: Oh no! (laughs) No, you guys tell me all the time. I'm only allowed to say one.
0: You get one. Keenan Lonsdale. Oh, he is most famously known okay. as playing Wally West in The Flash.
3: Oh, yeah, he's
0: good. Uh, but yeah, he plays yeah, Wally West no, in, the he is, in The Flash. He's great in The Flash. Uh, he is 100% great in that. I can see that. He's just a great actor, and uh, I don't think he's actually in The Flash anymore. I haven't been caught up on The Flash I, in a I while. I actually started
3: rewatching it because I literally haven't kept up for the last like four
5: five seasons, and so I'm so far behind. All right, Ross. I'll be honest with you. I've got nothing. I cannot think of anyone. Okay, so you, you, you want to my choose. You want to take my second?
2: Oh, I was going to say he could sure, pick I'll between take the Rick two, second. or take his other one.
0: I'll take Rick's second. Okay, so this is my second. And uh, to See, explain. This
1: is a loophole for you to get both loophole, your choices out. This is some bull loophole.
0: crap. Loophole. And you do.
1: You've done it with me sometimes, too, Rachel. Don't even.
0: It's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Donnie so, was so mine.
0: <laughs> for two reasons. Reason number one, I like this actor, and he can often play someone who's actually a good person, despite the fact that he's kind of punchable. And two, (laughs) this character would be involved with Heather's character, Tom Felton. A ringing endorsement. Wait, who's (laughs) Tom Felton? Weird. Plays Draco Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. Draco Malfoy. Uh, uh, He was also in The Flash.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was in the but flash. He's also like our age. <laughs> yeah, he Dude, is. Our everybody's
0: our age now. We're so old. <laughs> yeah, but he has to grow a beard or something that passes for a beard to actually look close to our age. Because if he <laughs> shaves it, he looks like he's eighteen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was
0: gonna say he got some severe I, baby face.
1: I still think that. The girls win because all yeah. three
3: jobs oh, no, are like the same Oh no, definitely girls win.
0: Person. I'll like, change my vote to vote for the girls because that was an amazing choice. That's <laughs> <it's laughs> definitely not a bad choice. But.
4: It's the hair, man. Yeah, it is the I hair. I so, always say with
5: the very, very full hair. I know nothing about actors most of the time. It's true. Mm. So the but ass. But you do vote, mostly surprised. I knew who Joe Curie yeah, was. The ass yeah.
1: will be played by Joe Curie. It has been decided. Rachel, yeah. Jess, and I no, all mine it. No,
5: no vote in. this
3: week, guys. <laughs>
1: It's
2: Cute. very rare that we're in a,
1: a mostly
4: consensus on
2: something. Yeah,
3: that was pretty oh, wild. That's true. So.
4: Well, we were all like, that's kind of a weird one, but... <laughs> He's also so charismatic. And a, like, just, and a little punchable. And a
1: little punchable.
5: <laughs> a
0: little bit punchable. But,
5: like the but
1: first season, redeemable. Yes, the first yeah, season like we, of Stranger yeah. Things, you spend that whole season wanting to punch Steve in his face. Exactly. Until like the
2: last two episodes and then you're like, yeah, Steve! And,
1: and then yeah. exactly. In the second
3: season, he's amazingly yes. like yeah. good and kind and everything.
1: So that's the ASP. Yep, got it. No all voting right, this well. time, Pathfolk. We've decided.
3: <laughs> Gracious. So uh... maybe the first time ever we've all
0: agreed.
4: <laughs> no, Nathan Fillion.
1: Nathan oh, Fillion. Oh, yeah. He was Nathan the first. Fillion. This
0: is true.
4: So
1: next week, back to Mummy's Mask.
0: Join back with us next week as we continue the adventures of the doorkeepers as they pursue the cult across the parched dunes and attempt to uh, track down the lost tomb of Chisisek to mm-hmm. find out where the uh, the cult may be potentially heading and where they can possibly locate the flying pyramid of the forgotten pharaoh, yeah, Hakatep.
2: Unbeknownst to mm-hmm. us, as we exit the tomb of Chisisek, after we find it, there'll be a shaitan waiting to kick our butts.
4: I was just going to say there will be zero shaitan. That's not a thing that's happening. Just kidding. That was a big joke. Ha ha ha. And we <laughs>
1: will. Unless eventually... it opens up
0: and it's just like, and now two months later, and then Sudi's like, I wonder how Norma Nar- is doing out there. And he steps outside and he's like, shooting watch out! And gets punched in the face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, okay. she, she says, well, Watch out! And he's
5: embedded in a wall. She seems so
0: nice. I explained the entire plot to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were like, Dang it! But we. We will eventually return to these characters and their adventure through the desert to find some the of actual raw box and not yes. the pot with the light spell in it so we
0: will continue we were to ride across the desert on ingenious.
1: a camel
5: with no name <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i guess i'll catch up with all of you
0: at some point when, when we, we come, come back to
1: this story ross
0: if you have enjoyed the sonorous voice of one okay. ross scoggin <laughs> Maybe consider uh, wait, becoming a $5 patron and getting to hear him on a bi-weekly basis.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: After six, uh, sorry, he, he does show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not at the very beginning, or but given about six episodes.
4: On Times Grasp. Or
1: you can or go listen to our Tales from Dark Moon Vale series that's currently on YouTube
5: where yeah. Ross
1: steals Rick's throne and is the game master
5: and he
0: is the GM <laughs> it's not stealing I was lent the throne <laughs> it's true I do appreciate your purchase of this uh, fine memory foam pillow for the basalt throne it makes it a little more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh, the contours are wonderful but however
1: you choose to listen to us again pathfolk good luck yeah. Until catch you then. next time pathfinders bye pathfolk
4: yep. thanks
0: bye Bye-bye. pathfolk
4: Stupid Chi-Tan. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems, like seems like a problem for
2: other Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.